What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward today with Dean Williams. He's an inspirational speaker, author, and founder and CEO of Exclusive Visions. He is also known as Love Business Consultant. That's L-O-V-E, Business Consultant. And Dean is going to talk more about that today. His passion is helping entrepreneurs get started building their businesses. How are you today, Dean? I am fantastic, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And Dean is joining us all the way from London as we're recording this. There is a time difference. So, Dean, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out and hopping on to share some great wisdom with our listeners. So, Dean, tell us a little bit about your background. And I want you to explain to our listeners what is a love business consultant because it doesn't really have anything to do with dating or matchmaking, but I think it's a really cool branding that you've chosen. Thank you so much. So I'm really going to start from the beginning so therefore you can get a full picture of who yes. I am. So I was born with two challenges. I was born half blind and with dyslexia. Mm. So as I was growing up, many people kept telling me, you know what, don't try so hard. Don't do this. But what I did when I was younger and which I learned, um, which I learned growing up to actually overcome it i made other people's opinions of me become my reality so when i was growing up through what we call primary school going through secondary school i got to the last year within secondary school and i remember receiving my what we call over here in london our gcse results and i remember looking down and i saw eight d's Mm. But when I looked down, I remember something just kicked in. I just like had this great epiphany, like something just spoke to me there and then. And my DNA changed. And I love acronyms. Mm-hmm. And the DNA, which I'm talking about, for me personally, it was, and from that moment on, I had a decisive new attitude, DNA, a decisive new attitude to it. move forward and to do and have everything that I want in my life. So six months later, I retook my GCSEs and I came out with two A's, two B's and a C. Wow. So I knew from there that I can actually be doing have a, what I want in my life. Yeah. So then I decided, you know what, I want to do something which is going to excite me, something what I'm going to be passionate about. So I became a chef. Oh, that wow. also helped. Thank you very much. And my claim to fame with being a chef is I worked in a five-star hotel. I cooked for a soccer team or a football team with what we call in England, um, Arsenal. I cooked for that the team at the time when we was winning stuff. And I've also cooked for jo- Jay-Z and Beyonce in the wow. Mobile Awards. Wow, very, very cool. I mean, yeah. so you started out as a chef. I mean, I think that is so interesting. And I mean, did you have a lot of experience cooking? Did you experiment in the kitchen? What led you to want to wanna start out as a chef? Okay, so my family backgrounds, like we're from um, Jamaica and St. Vincent's, for, so from the Caribbean. And I got tired of eating the same old food all the time. So mm-hmm. I wanted to learn and experiment and see what other cultures were out there that I can actually really start enjoying food again. And that's what, that's what really um, propelled me to be a chef. So I did that and I really mastered Italian and French cuisine. Wow. And it really helped me. But what, one thing I love about being a chef and this is the same transferable skills I took into becoming a consultant is creating systematic processes but, mm-hmm. and produces the same result over and over again. So I took that same mentality and I, I applied for um, the bank called the Royal Bank of Scotland at the time. 
And when I got that job, it was that systematic process to to achieve the same results, which allowed me to really excel within the bank itself. So within that time, I was one of the very few to get a promotion every single year while I was working in the bank because I was continuously producing the same results or exceeded my targets. So they just literally just loved me and propelled me through the bank. And that's where in the last two years, I was able to end up in the corporate commercial world where I really learned the art of business. Yeah. And I got to ask you, though, what made you decide to go from chef to banking? Yeah, that's a question everyone asks me. Like, there's, there's no great correlation. I just love the whole process of being around people. And mm-hmm. the bank was a great place for me to really be around people, be of service to people, really help people. And I did love, I love mathematics, I love finance. So for me at the time, it was like a great transition. So one of my things, um, John, is I believe, okay, that yes, we're all going to die one day, but that's not the important thing. The important thing is what's the legacy you're going to leave behind mm-hmm. and to really live your life to the fullest. So that's why I transitioned from being a chef to being a banking, to going into banking and now just literally to start my own business yeah and i that's my next question so dean mm. you obviously were doing very well you started out as a, as a chef and based on your the story you told about who you cooked for you were doing really well you went into banking what made you decide to take the risk to become an entrepreneur yeah that's a great question so when i was in the bank and this happened in 2010 i, I had the opportunity of sitting alongside four gentlemen who had over 100 years of experience together mm. um, working in banking but working in the business and corporate world so really learn i was really learning how business really works from a um, perspective of six to seven figures or more so i really okay this is what it takes to really grow a business that's relatively doing very well but when some of the other businesses were coming through, those who were just starting out or just like, just maybe probably making anywhere between 20 to 80,000 a year, not very big. It's like the level of support wasn't really there. And there's a great um, statistic which still gets thrown around, thrown out around the world that nine out of 10 businesses fell in mm-hmm. within the first year. Yeah. And it was that statistic what really got me going. My question to it was why? Yeah. Why, why were these businesses failing with all these wonderful resources out there? The fact that we have the internet access to so much information that we never had 15, 20 years ago. So why is the statistic still so high? And that took me on a journey in 2012 where I left the bank and I really wanted to know how can I serve these um, entrepreneurs? How can I serve these businesses? But how can I do it in a way that I could do it effectively, efficiently and with excellence? So that's what took me on this journey and in 2013 i found exclusive visions that's great and i now i've got to ask you about the love business consultant actually the acronym <laughs> l-o-v-e i'm reminded of the nat king cole song but you use that acronym a little differently share with our listeners what a love business consultant is what that acronym actually translates into for you uh, thank you so as I was studying and researching, this is one of the biggest things which I advocate, especially when I'm talking to my clients, that you've got to research, you've got to study, you've got yeah. to go out there and find the necessary information so therefore you can become the master of your own niche. So as I was studying and taking my own medicine, I re- I, what I learned was all the greats in the past that achieved phenomenal things that make that created an impact, they left a legacy and they were able to literally 
leave the necessary information for the next generation to build upon. Every single person that I studied from um, Gandhi, Genghis Khan, Napoleon Hill, Jesus, um, the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, Malcolm X, every single one of them that I studied all had this foundation of love. Mm. Every, like, you throw out anybody right now, Nelson Mandela, throw out anyone right now, and I will show you all of them who achieved something great had the foundation of love. But the, what the love stands for, the L stands for leadership. Yeah. Each and every one of these individuals knew how to lead from the, in their own right. Um, organize. All of them knew how to organize each other um, or organize the people that had around them. The V stands for vision. Every single one of them had a clear vision that other people were able to buy into. Mm-hmm. And the last one was empowerment. But they empowered the people that served them and followed them. So therefore, they can go out and do greater works. So this is what I've... I've taken from my studies and I said to myself, this is what I want to build my legacy. This is how I want to make an impact. And this is how I want to help the next generation by building on a foundation of love. I love it. And actually, that leads me perfectly to my next question, because one story that uh, that's in your bio that I want you to share with Moving Forward listeners is the Stratford to Harvard campaign. Can you share a little bit about what that was all about and how that I think the E was really coming into play there, but talk a little bit about that with our mm. listeners. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. One day I was literally at a train station and I received a phone call from a young gentleman. I, he introduced himself. Um, his name was Isaiah Wellington. And he was like, listen, I was told by a mutual friend that you can help people with crowdfunding. I said, yes, I can. And he spoke to me and he was telling me his story. So what happened was he was awarded a £64,000 scholarship. But two weeks before he was supposed to go to Harvard, they pulled that scholarship away from him. Mm. So he had two weeks to raise £64,000 so he could be able to attend Harvard. In my head, initially, I said, this is crazy. Like I can't do this. Because when I do crowdfunding campaigns, I usually create 90-day sprints, which allows me to really create a campaign. So to do this within two weeks, it just literally seemed impossible. But one something, again, inside of me said, no, you're going to help this guy and you're going to not even charge him. So I thought I was going crazy. But I knew, like, after I started working with him, I knew why I couldn't charge him. Because the money that he was going to make, he's actually going to need every single penny to get to Harvard. Yes. So we worked on his campaign. We got it extended for an extra two weeks. So within four weeks, he raised £64,000 to go to Harvard. And he's there now. He's doing a documentary. He's recently, um, or he's about to actually do a TED Talk for Harvard itself. Oh, wow. So Fantastic. It's absolutely amazing what he's accomplished so far in a, in a short amount of time. And from then on, since I've helped him, I've helped so many other people with their crowdfunding campaign. So even though initially I didn't get paid by him, everybody who came because of his story after, it has been marvelous. Yeah, and that's an investment. I You truly embody yeah. the, the empowerment in the L-O-V-E acronym. I absolutely love it. So, Dean, you've got a pretty big why. You. you are helping individuals like this young student really kind of find their big why. So what would you say is the biggest challenge you face today in achieving your goal? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I would say the biggest challenge, which is literally just stared in my face, and it's only a few months ago I can actually say that I really mastered it or conquered it, is 
the ability just to get out your own way. Mm. Sometimes the biggest hurdle that we have in our lives is not this external environment. It's the internal environment, the, the stories we tell ourselves, the things, the habits that we haven't literally overcome, but we've taken the wrong habits towards the success what we're trying to create, and it's actually sabotaging us. So for myself personally, what I had to do was take that internal inventory of myself and really had that real conversation and said what is it that you're really scared of because i was afraid of something john but i don't know what the hell it was yeah i was afraid of i don't know if it was my own success or was i gonna fail but i was afraid and i couldn't really quantify it until i realized okay what one of my biggest what, what the biggest fear was for me was very simple i didn't believe really what i was doing Hmm. Even though why was that? Even though I was getting successes, even though I like on paper I was doing very well on yeah. paper, yeah. but internally, like I don't know if this 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 negative belief, this lack of self belief within myself, I just didn't believe that. Oh, one day someone's gonna find me out and they're gonna call me out and they're gonna see me as a fraud and I don't wouldn't know how to defend myself. It's the stories I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough. Yeah. I wasn't smart enough because, like, as I said to you before, I had to change my whole DNA. But again, I had to tap into myself and say, you know what? You need to stop. Yeah. Not only are you good enough, the issue that you're one of the biggest issues that you're facing right now, you're thinking so much of yourself, you're forgetting your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And your purpose is to serve to the best of your ability. And that's what you're not doing right now because you're so focused on I, but you need to be focused on other people. Focus on you, focus on we, not focus on I. And the moment I shifted that focus, I said, I'm here to serve other people. It was like a mountain was taken off my shoulders. Mm, I love it. Absolutely love it. I think that is such a big issue that so many of us, especially entrepreneurs when you're starting out, Mm. where even if you've been in it and you're successful – that's a big problem. I mean, I think a lot of us have that that noise that we get in our own heads that talks ourselves down. And I think that's an important, important obstacle that you're sharing. So where would you say you are today with that challenge? Uh, now, yeah. I would say, yeah, most definitely. I'm, I've, over, I've mastered it. I understood now. It's, I'm not saying that oh, it's not there. I don't have those self-doubts. Don't yeah. come in. I'm human. Of course it does. But the moment it does, I know how to deal with it so much better. I sit down with myself, I reflect, and then I acknowledge everything that's coming through. Because listen, when you don't acknowledge it and you try to suppress it, that's when it comes back with a vengeance. Yeah. So I bring everything to the surface. I acknowledge everything. And I say, yeah, I'm scared. I don't like this. I don't know if I can do this, but it's not about me. Yeah. It's about me serving other people. And the moment I keep shifting my focus onto my purpose in life, it then just allows me just to continue going in a way that produces the right results. I love it. Absolutely love it. Great, great share. Dean, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? Yes, I am, sir. All right. I love the title of one of your books, Finding the Path to Financial Peace. Share one tip from that book that could be helpful for our listeners in 2018. Oh, especially today, uh, the number one I always talk about is learn to save 10% of whatever it is that you earn. Oh, um, put it put into a pension, put it into um, a high savings um, interest account. Whatever it is that you do, learn to save what it is that you earn. Because a great man once says, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, he wrote the book, um, 
Think and Grow Rich, the black choice. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's not what you earn that is important. It's what you earn, keep and grow. Yeah. So if you're earning a certain amount of money every single month, but you're not seeing any return on your investment, it's because you're not investing within yourself. Yes. Take out that first 10% as if you're working for you, but you are your own tax man. Put that to one side and... 20, 30, 40 years from now, that future you will love you for what you did for yourself. I love it. I love it. And I actually, I think you just answered my next question. What do you think is the <laughs> biggest financial mistake that you see people just starting out make that can easily be avoided? Would that be it? No, actually, um, there's something even bigger than that one. Oh, wow. It's, Please share. Yep. Take, taking advice from the wrong people. Mm, yeah. That's the one of the biggest issues that we have that we t- a lot of us okay you know what i said your circle of influence will determine okay the outcome of who you're going to be yes so if you surrounded yourself with broke people they're going to give you broke people advice <laughs> so it's yes. important for you to find the right people this is why i tell people if you cannot change the people around you then change the people around you yes i love it i'm gonna, I'm gonna say that one more time just in case yes just please do. Listen. it's a good one if you cannot change the people around you then change the people around you because too many of us we hang around negative individuals or people who are not going to be able to f- help us to fulfill our dreams i love it absolutely love it great advice dean what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning that makes the difference for the entire day <sighs> Uh, you're asking some brilliant questions, John. And I'm happy that I can actually share worthwhile, practical things. So what I actually do is I think to myself, before I say hello to my missus or anything else out there, the first thing I do is I think about two things that I'm grateful for. Mm. Yes. Every single morning, what, what are two things? Like the first thing is always that I'm happy that I had another day to live my purpose. That's always the first thing. But there's two additional things. I'm always thinking, what am I grateful for? And that focus then allows me to enter a place of peace and balance. So I know, okay, you know what? Whatever it is that you do today, know that you are grateful for these two things. I love it. What activity or choice are you making to move forward today? Okay, within my personal life, okay, and this is very important for me, and hopefully um, it may um, be of service to other people. The first thing I, well, what I love to do with myself is I like to look down and find one thing where I love myself. Mm. Because many people, like so, so many people, and even I was doing this um, when I was younger, I was looking for other people to tell me that they loved me. Yeah. So I used to, now all I do again, sit down with myself and just find why do I love me? To think about one thing I did today that I love myself for. And that for me is a, like the endorphins that get released when <laughs> I actually tell myself I love you and I really mean it. Like even now I'm getting goose pimples. So yeah. it's beautiful. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Dean, ready to do a little time travel? Yes, please. All right, we're going to step into a time machine. We're going to set the date for five years from this very day. You're going to step out and meet your future self. I want you to share with Moving Forward listeners who Dean Williams is in five years. Okay, so 
Dean Williams five years from now is someone who has set up his university that rivals Harvard in regards to entrepreneurship. Wow. Wow. That we focus on four core areas. It actually, the university is actually called Eden University, already mm-hmm. set up. And it focuses on agriculture, it focuses on STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and maths. It focuses on entrepreneurship, and then it show, focuses on um, psycholo- not psychological warfare, but <laughs> um, but war within itself, or I said that being in the army. So that's what it's focusing on. So therefore, defense. That's yes. the word I was looking for. Yes. Defense. So those are the four areas I, what the university will be focusing wow. on. That's incredible. Any other aspects of Dean that you'd like to share five years from now? Um, but I'll be married, most definitely. Um, two kids that hopefully by by that time, actually, I don't even do hopium. I don't do hopium. By that time, what's going to happen is I want to be recognized for a Nobel Peace Prize in regards to entrepreneurship. Wow. Wonderful. Really, really great. And what's great, Dean, is that you have a very clear vision. You have a very big why that's continuing to move you forward with all the decisions that you make each day. Well, Dean, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the fantastic work you're doing? I said the best place to catch me on, if you go to my website, that's www.exclusivevisions.co.uk, and you can book your uh, 30-minute consultation. You can see all the wonderful things that we're doing, and you can connect with me right there. Awesome. Love it. We'll have it all on the website. Dean, I'd love to have you close out the show. So what parting wisdom would you like to share with our Moving Forward listeners? So what I want everybody, regardless if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, or someone who's just inspiring us to do great things, I want to leave you with this. This is one of my favorite acronyms, DCC. If you truly want to achieve anything great, if you truly want to make an impact within this world and leave a um, legacy, you have to apply DCC. And what that stands for is D, you've got to be disciplined in everything that you do. Even if you don't want to do it, but you know you have to do it, just get it done. You have to be committed you have to commit yourself every single day. So get yourself a mentor, accountability partner, but make sure that you write things down, you get things completed. And then the last ones, the last C, you've got to be consistent every single day. Keep challenging yourself. Keep reviewing what you're doing. Keep refining the works that you're putting out there. And I promise you, you will see the results that you're looking for. The return on your investments will come back to you. Awesome. I love it. What a great way to close out the show. Dean, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and for joining us today to share your story and some incredible knowledge first so that our listeners can be inspired to move forward. Thank you so much, Dean. Thank you so much, John. And moving forward, listeners, check it out one more time, bemovingforward.com. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at bemovingforward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.